What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shonuff71, and your auditory canals are locked into episode 102 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. I am not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terra, and new homeowner. What's going on, brother? <laughs> not much, but you are exactly right. <laughs> this, uh, this this house is new to me, and uh, is a lot of stuff is going on. A lot of stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited, though. So, yeah, but it's good to be back. It is definitely good to be back. And doing something other than putting stuff away and painting so <laughs> indeed indeed of course our show is a no-go without trader joe aka the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar what's going on me get to be back on this show the best podcast <laughs> on the internet for video games oh, on here I, i've been kind of on the gh radio business on here and i you know we run out of time to talk about the the good stuff, so I'm here to talk about the good stuff. So, well, sir, you are you are not on a time limit here. Okay, all right, good deal, time. good deal. All right, so you can. I'm glad. Talk about I, the good I am, stuff. All you want. I am unencumbered. Yeah, I am ready to roll. So, <laughs> okay. And I hope you guys missed us as much as we missed you. Oh boy. <laughs> So I, I but, did yeah. miss uh, doing this show, but I'm glad you're moved and, uh, you know, ready to roll in, in your new Casa, Casa yeah, de Desmond. Very happy. Well, all right. Well, before we get into our, our typical schedule, we're going to, I want to reintroduce to you folks, and in case this is your first episode of Joining the Gaming Vessels podcast, we do have a contest going on right now. So here are the rules. Uh, retweet each episode as they are released up to episode 103. Also follow gaming at Gaming Vessels. Tag one friend either when retweeting or in addition to the tweet. That will give you one entry for uh, a new standard standard edition. I guess are they standard edition standard edition <laughs> video game of your choice. Or the second method, join our Discord server and leave a message in the episode 101 contest. That will give you two entries into our contest. So here's what you can do. You can follow us on Twitter, tag a friend. That will give you one entry. You can join our Discord server, and that will give you two entries for a total of three. So you have the opportunity to get three entries uh, of our for our contest in which we are giving away one standard edition copy of a what is it what sixty dollar was uh, 60, oh, with the PS5 what, and Xbox Series S uh, yeah and X it's up to it's in flux sixty nine ninety nine <laughs> yeah. out, yeah. out of your mind not cheap mm, yeah <laughs> standard yeah. edition copy of a a video game of your choice so definitely yeah. want to take part in our contest and with that we are going to jump into what is always our first topic on the docket which is going to be the playlist so joe why don't you kick things off man what you been playing 
I've been playing quite a few things in our little laps. Uh, first thing I talk about, I talked about this a little bit on GH Radio as well. Um, Did you have up. enough time? I had enough time. <laughs> okay. Yes, I talked about, um, I actually fired up Stadia for the first time since I played Assassin's Creed Odyssey. That's been a minute and a half that I did that solely to quote unquote help Google with testing the service. Also, to get a free free copy of the game on PC, which I I never played for whatever reason. But uh, <laughs> uh, they had a, a game demo for Immortals: Phoenix Rising on there. It's a limited edition, uh, you know, available only for one week demo on Stadia, and so. Super easy to get in. Um, I got my Stadia account, my free Stadia account, all set up and ready to go. And, um, you know, pretty much uh, from everything I played on Stadia, at least this one game, <laughs> everything was quite flawless with the um, streaming and the um, technology with it. So I came in way impressed with cloud gaming, you know, which is almost heresy <laughs> in a way. As much ish as we talked about Stadia and whatnot, uh, as far as the demo itself, I kind of fired it up and played it a couple nights in a row. Uh, but uh, this game kind of takes some a uh, lot of uh, influence from Breath of the Wild a little bit, and also um, you could also see where you know because um, Genshin Impact's really influenced by Breath of the Wild, some beads there. Um, what I could tell you is like it's uh, not as expansive as either of those two games. It's a little bit more a standard um, action adventure fair kind of remind me a bit of uh, playing a like a uh, open world Zelda-esque Assassin's Creed on there because you got three different like weapon techniques there available. You had your bow on the uh, L2 button, you have your uh, sword on the uh, R1 button, and then you have your axe on the R2 button. And you're able to go back and do um, parries a little bit, so there's a little bit more than just the you know, hit the XXXYYY is not a Dynasty Warriors uh, quote-unquote hack and slash. There is a little bit of some meat uh, to the combat. You know, mind you, you're not looking at like a Bayonetta DMC or anything like that. Uh, but in the context of an action adventure, um, it pretty much uh, kind of... I can almost see where, you know, especially when you're able to upgrade your gear and uh, kind of go from there. Uh, as far as the motif in the story, at least the demo, uh, you have two Greek gods kind of going back and forth, kind of arguing. It's kind of lighthearted in nature on there. I think it's Zeus and like, I forgot what the other uh, Zeus uh, Greek god that was sitting there going back and forth. But I thought I, it was could... Prometheus. Prometheus, there you go. Prometheus was for... not a god, though. <laughs> I don't know. You know, if you want to... Well, he was a... I mean, technically, I think he was a god, but he was the one that gave mortal gave mortals fire. And so Zeus punished him by 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 tying him to a rock, and every morning a giant uh, eagle would come and peck out his liver. And because he was a god, it would grow back. And so so yeah, for eternity, uh, his liver. Zeus is uh, tormenting Prometheus, who's tied down. So yeah, that's the whole motif in the back and forth. It's kind of lighthearted. Nature on <laughs> having, there. having your liver eaten out every morning—that's kind of lighthearted. <laughs> well, not that I'm talking about in the game. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yes, I know. Just kidding, Joe. I, God forbid Halloween just passed, but, you know. Yeah. 
But otherwise, on our show called Election Day. So yeah, yeah, there you go. We get the double dose. We'll have to see if we're on election eve. (laughs) Not to get sidetracked. (laughs) No sidetracks. No sidetracks. Now, Phoenix Rising, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising. I went ahead and I pre-ordered it prior to the show because I got a deal on it. So I'll take that deal. (laughs) And it does offer both a uh, Xbox One, the series console up free upgrade with smart delivery or whatever they're calling it and then obviously ubisoft um they have a ps4 ps5 upgrade as well i believe they actually have true blue ps5 version of this game that will be out the day of which i think is december the 2nd on there so but uh you know i'm definitely looking forward to it one thing i i found too is that you know you, there is a stamina meter when you're climbing a, aka breath of the wild and also uh, Genshin Impact, but uh, you do have um, potions that you carry that actually extend your stamina. So like, say, if you're in the middle of climbing a cliff or whatnot, uh, you could pop uh, at least a stamina potion, a la like a, if you're playing a Diablo-esque game or a Torchlight or something like that, to extend your stamina uh, while you're you know doing activities out in the wild on there. And then also your protagonist has wings, so... You know, it's like Phoenix with wings, so you could fly uh, to different uh, spots too, kind of like the glider in Breath of the Wild. So I mean, pretty much, there's definitely um, influence from that, from Assassin's Creed, on there, and and add to your typical action RPG. And you have Immortals: Phoenix Rising. So uh, looking forward to playing that. Also, last three weeks been kind of firing up. I've been playing quite a bit of Torchlight too. Um, I won characters at the almost level, I think, 29 last point on there. Uh, I know that me and Dez have been pretty hardcore in playing this this game, but, uh, I mean, it really scratches that Diablo action RPG itch. It's, uh, for me, it's better than even the game I was playing for a year and a day, Titan Quest, in my mind, on there. What do you think, Dez? you think... Uh, uh, Torchlight 2 is imminently better than uh, Titan Quest. I'm, I'm just, uh, I wouldn't say they're. I wouldn't say it's better. It's definitely just different. Yeah. You know, and as this is a much more cartoony style, you can definitely do a lot more builds with uh, Titan Quest. And I wouldn't mind getting back to Titan Quest actually. Um, I I don't know. I, I just kind of like these games and and messing around with with different you know builds and different um uh different character classes and 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 stuff so that's my like about it like i don't think i'll ever beat one of these games and i'm fine with that i just like you know just running around playing them so but i think there's a lot more customization with titan quest than there is with with um torchlight but torchlight i think just looks better you know it has an aesthetic that's much that's kind of cartoony it just it, it just looks a lot of fun to me so yeah it's a little bit more arcadey in nature than either diablo or um titan quest titan quest in of itself is an older game anyway it's like a game pc game from back in 2006 they got ported to consoles by thq nordic so you know i'm kind of eager because i know they brought a couple expansions for titan quest too uh to fire those up i've been waiting for those to go on sale and who knows thq nordic might bring out a ps5 version of titan quest you never know so yeah. um also know. Been playing a little bit with you guys, Alien Nation. That's the Housemark game. Um, you know, at first, I was trying to play it being half awake, half asleep, and it was not fun for me. But uh, you know, when I was right of mine and firing up and playing with you guys, uh, I actually had quite a bit of fun. I want to dive back into uh, playing that a little bit more. 
on there. You, I, you know, one thing about that game is, if, even though it's a twin stick shooter, you can kind of feel the the weight of the combat a bit. And what I mean by that is just it's not like an instant, like you know, just like you know, Smash TV, you know, like super arcadey, like Next Machina. It has a little bit more. Uh, you know, especially with your statistics, with your different gear that you earn and whatnot, and uh, just just with the force feedback too, it kind of makes it feel meaty. I don't know how you guys feel about the game. I know it's just like my first time diving into this, and it's been on my backlog for a year and a day. But uh, what's your overall impressions of Alienation? I've enjoyed it. Uh, the reason why I started playing it was because Kevin was playing. And we had been playing a lot with Kevin lately, so I figured, oh, this would be kind of cool. And then I really started liking it, so then I really wanted you to play it. So um, I've enjoyed it. I think it can be very hard as nails um, uh, when you're when you're uh, first getting into it. But um, I don't know. It, it just because again, I don't really like um, uh, uh, twin stick shooters because I'm never really good at it. My coordination is not that good. But I get this one. It's not, it's not that twitchy type like Binding of Isaac or Gun, Enter the Gungeon or any of those. So I, I like this kind of slower pace. It makes it a lot more easier for me to to digest what I'm supposed to do. So I've actually been really enjoying it. Uh, Kev, what about you? Yeah, it's it's a great game. Um, I am a twin stick shooter fan. The one thing that I like about I, th- I think this game does a little bit more uniquely than others is it takes an existing methodology of your gear, but they they incorporate these um, these these modules that you pick up in the in the environment. I mean, it, it's not the only game that does this. I mean, there's a bajillion and one other games that do this too. But in the context of a twin stick shooter, for whatever reason, I think it gives a kind of like a, a layer of, of freshness to the gameplay. You know, I'm doing more. I'm doing more uh, searching outside of just pursuing my primary objectives to pass the, to pass the level. Uh, particularly with your, there is a time limit, and the quicker you can complete a mission, the higher on the leaderboard you're going to be. I'm not nowhere near as concerned about how I rank on the leaderboards as I am about making sure I at least do some exploring because I don't want to miss, uh, I don't want to miss out on a possible gear upgrade and everything that you, all your upgrades you get in the environment. Um, there's no purchasing anything by, from some merchant or, or anything you, you find it, it's all, uh, in the field acquisition, so like hunting down the um, uh, the named targets, for lack of a, I mean that's kind of like the the or the, the or whatever the leads, yeah, whatever they're yeah. called. Highly recommend doing that because you're going to be getting some much better gear drops. Right now, I'm using the uh, the saboteur. I like the saboteur because it's kind of like a uh, uh, I think I think that might be the all round the the all rounder class. Uh, air I have access to airstrikes. I have access to uh, I can go into stealth mode, which which kind of stealth mode kind of seems like a almost like a throwaway perk 
in a twin stick shooter game because it's yeah. like it's like okay oh he was right here where'd he go and then the next thing you start shooting automatically your I can I can see it being used as a get out of jail free card almost, where if you just want to separate yourself from an enemy swarm, uh, and just kind of get your get your bearings a little bit better. Uh, that's the only real purpose I see behind that specific perk. But uh, all in all, I think it's a great game. It's um, it's less hardcore. What was that other one that we used to play that was just that that you couldn't turn the friendly fire off? Oh, uh, Hell Divers. Hell Divers, yeah. yeah. And I, I, don't get me wrong. I thought Hell Divers was dope, but for a twin stick shooter, it's a little too was a little too hardcore. I mean, you practically had to like call your shots out to your teammates. <laughs> so, okay, I'm shooting in the upper right hand quadrant. <laughs> Get out of the way. There was just way too many, way too many variables that had you wind that that got you wind winding up uh, biting the dust either from you know uh, auto cannon that you set up or uh, friendly fire. And it, I, I like the game, but it was just that's a little bit too much for a twin stick shooter. This uh, this game, uh, Alien Nation, is just like that sweet spot of strategery and just all out arcade arcade you know funness so that that's where and, and the reason i started playing that was because i started messing with uh uh dead nation and it's another good game which is another great game yeah so i've been running around i've been running through dead nation i just kind of been on an arcade kick of late so that, but that's 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 what what kind of spurred me on to to play to get back into Alien So good deal, and I'm definitely looking forward to still playing. I mean, God, there's so many games on PS4 I want to play. Much less, <laughs> I'll be playing on a PS5 in literally ten days from now. So yeah, it's ridiculous. Countdown, countdown, countdown. Uh, also playing Doom, not the 2016 Doom, but I'm playing 1993 Doom. <laughs> so uh, that's been an ex- experience a little bit. Uh, you know, I had to discover the fact that one, I can't jump. Two, I can't, you know, aim. In, like, say, if an enemy's coming from a higher plane area, I just have to shoot in its general direction. I got to look, line the crosshairs up, wait for him to turn red, and shoot at will. So, but. Uh, you know, it's so damn archaic, but it's so damn fun too. So I've been kind of enjoying going through that, and so it's it's kind of cool because there's auto save with it now. I don't have to per se, you know, have to sit there and do a whole entire run. Uh, I can play a couple of levels at will and save my game and go back and forth. All oh, modern technology, isn't it great? So uh, also playing a little bit of Wreckfest still, and haven't dabbled with that. In- I think it was about a week or two ago, but um, still enjoying that. I was like kind of hitting the campaign a bit, and also playing some uh, online multiplayer as well. On there, I know we were playing that a little bit too, Kevin, the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah, yeah. I I just have I just have not been on lately. <laughs> it's just been it's just been crazy. I'll I'll get into that when when I talk yeah. about what I've been playing. But yeah, yeah, but yeah that, it's a great yeah. game though. Yeah. Warframe, just dabble a little bit. I kind of miss my brother in arm, Mr. Desmond, so I haven't mm-hmm. played in, in a bit. 
And then last but not least, fired up my Switch and was playing some Yoshi's Crafted World. Out of everything, you know, it's so kitty and so, you know, childlike. But hey, it's something maybe I needed on there. I got that from the library. I've still been kind of playing through that on there. You know, granted, it's like the, like the most hard platformer. But at the same time, I'm not expecting it to be that way either. I, I appreciate if it is for what it is on there. So it's a great whimsical music, you know, just kind of a... Uh, you know, zone out platformer. Uh, I could kind of relax to kind of thing. It gets a little bit of that old rare banjo kazooie like collectathon thing, which you know my OCD kind of starts setting in. But I kind of <laughs> try to stir myself from not being that way. But uh, you know, it's it's still I'm still going to be dabbling with it uh, in the next few weeks. So on there, and then uh, also too, uh, you know, we also talk about not just what I've been playing, but uh, Walmart, for whatever reason, this is about a couple of weeks ago, this wasn't this last weekend, but the prior weekend, man, they were like, you know, something happened with the register, something, you know, something went awry, but uh, they had a bunch of Switch games for four bucks, so I picked up some for Desmond, I picked up a couple for myself, they had some other games for five bucks, ten bucks, uh, PS4 games that, uh, this is, you know, to me, that's that's my Black Friday right there. I've been seeing some of the prices from Best Buy. And granted, there are some good deals out there. But, uh, you know, I was picking up uh, games like uh, Sword Art Online, uh, the newest uh, version of that game. Uh, Captain Subasa, which is a soccer anime, soccer RPG on there. And uh, picking up uh, quite a few other games as well. So, I mean, uh, Walmart fixed their pricing error because everything's back to full price now, but uh, I'm so glad I was able to kind of, you know, you know, wallow like a, a sow in mud on there. I was, I was having a good old time. So that's just been my time. Hey, I, been I, playing. hey I got a question about the, your, the Stadia. Uh, did, did you pick up, wind up getting one of those Stadia controllers or were you using a... Yeah. Uh, a, uh, Xbox or a PlayStation controller? Just uh, first night I fired up, I just connected my uh, Xbox One controller through Windows, the no normal controller I use. And then uh, the next night I hooked up my Astros C40 on there. Uh, but I do have a dongle uh, for the DualShock. So um, only thing I noticed when I was using the C40, because the C40 has like PlayStation buttons, is that um, it was still prompting me to do X, Y, A, and B versus the um, normal, you know, face buttons on the PlayStation controller. So, so, but otherwise, uh, you know, they call the like the button in between like the Xbox button and or PlayStation button the Stadia button. So, so <laughs> that's one thing I just kind of found found it funny. But yeah, it's 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 pretty easy to um, hook up a, a gaming controller to your PC as long as it's recognized by your PC, you're good to go. So, and I, I kind of feel, I don't know how you feel about it, Kev. I know you still think cloud gaming kind of blows, but uh, if they solve the whole $60 for a new game on Stadia, if there's a, like some sort of like a Game Pass-esque catalog that you could kind of go in and dive in and out with, um, it actually might work in my opinion. So, yeah, I, 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 it's not that I doubt the technology. I just can't rock with anything that doesn't let me own it. 
Yeah. I sure. mean, like, there's, there's no way I can actually own the content. I mean, yeah, when you digital downloads, you're really buying just a license. You're paying real money for just a, a promise from a provider to let you play that content on that platform. But it's like if Google walks away from Stadia tomorrow and I've got, you know, 20 games at $60 each, I can't I can't transfer those to Steam. Yeah. You One know. thing I, I noticed too, and uh, that's not in the, our news stories or whatnot, but uh, Ubisoft has the, like their all you can eat PC um, license, you know, where you basically pay 15 bucks a month and you have access to all Ubisoft's ta- back catalog and current catalog on PC. So you're able to play stuff like, you know, Mortal Phoenix Rising, Watch Dogs Legion, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And you you have to pay fifteen bucks a month, but what they're integrating with uh, this Stadia and also with Luna, which is Amazon's cloud streaming service, is that if you have the game available on your Ubi Plus account, you're able to access the same game on Stadia and Luna uh, for free, basically. So you're able to, if you're on the go, to be able to go and continue your save, cross save, cross progression, basically on all those games using uh, both Google's and Amazon's cloud service. So. Like another service to subscribe to. I know, I know. I, I'm not think, even thinking about because uh, most Ubisoft games I pick up either uh, day one or on the cheap later, and it's like I don't want to pay 15 bucks a month to not play something. <laughs> it's yeah. like I'd rather uh, buy a disc. But yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, that's yeah, my long what you've been playing. So uh, Des, you have anything else to add besides our Torchlight Two talk? No, that's pretty much it. I mean, again, I've been playing this this you know exciting game called Moving. Um, so, so um, I don't really have anything else to add. Um, Kev, what have you been up to? I really haven't been playing a whole lot. Um, I've been working on a like a side project, uh, doing some research, kind of gathering some information on some stuff. And that's kind of taken up a big chunk of what would otherwise be my game time. But when I have jumped on, it's been, I've just been on this arcade, if if not an arcade game kick, then like arcade-like games have just really been, kind of been fitting my bill lately. I jumped into like like for example, I jumped into uh, Geometry Wars. Was it two or th- Geometry Wars three? And I I played that for you know play that for fifteen minutes. I, I I hadn't played it before. I bought it like a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, just never got around to never got around to playing it. So I started I started messing with Geometry Wars three and. That is a that is a crap ton of fun. It's way different. Like they they do have a they have, it has it's broken up into modes. Like there's a like a progression or a campaign mode. And off Bobby, uh, it's broken up into the game is broken up into different modes. And the whole idea of it is is making it a big uh, score chase for everything. So, but it, it it's a blast. I mean, if you played the either of the first two and enjoy them uh geometry wars 3 is a lot of fun um 
other game I've been playing, I I played uh, tight. Was it Titan? It's Titan like attacks. The, Titan Attacks. Yeah, it's the Space Invaders uh, clone. <laughs> uh, I have that game also on Vita, and I for whatever reason uh, I just I just start I just started messing with that game, and it it is a blast and a half to play. I am on my third no second i'm on my second planet I am, i'm defending the moon right now i've successfully defended earth so now i'm on the moon and it, it's really it, it it's very it's very neat i'm i'm an old ass dude old ass arcade rat you know i can remember space invaders when it was in the arcade when it was relatively new uh so i don't know that just kind of just Titan Attacks just just really kind of hit scratched a certain uh, game gaming gaming itch that I've had for a while. Jumped into I, and I've been playing this this it's it's a dumb game, <laughs> I guess for lack of a better word. But I, I've been I have been playing Kung Fury like for those for those you still uh, playing that yeah I don't ask me why it, it makes no body out <laughs> oh this cat get out of there um I have been playing uh I've been playing Kung Fury and they've added a story mode and the story mode is is just as as silly and retarded as the the regular mode <laughs> you're you're trying to stop this i guess for lack of a better word it would be an ai but since you know this this is supposed to be like a game like from an 80s arcade you know they don't have terms like that so it's like it's basically a robot with like a like an Apple IIe monitor for a head, and he's thrown the heroes into the into the cyber space, and you have to collect these, you know, five point seven inch floppies <laughs> to to yeah. get out of the, to get out of the matrix, so to speak. And it's just a stupid game where you tap left and right to do attacks, but and it's it's all, it's like a it's also like a part memory and rhythm game because. Different enemies take different amounts of hits to defeat. So you have to remember, okay, this person takes three hits. This person takes two. Or this this per, this person takes one. And it's just like a really silly, stupid, I don't know why I'm playing it game. But <laughs> that's, that's what I've been messing with. And like the last game that back before I started... Uh, uh, got got the arcade itch uh has been man eater and i i you know i wish man eater had a better story progression method because i've lost I, I it's been about three or four times where i've been just been scouring the map just trying to find the next story progression so i can move forward with with my shark so anyway i finally moved forward i confronted uh peg leg pete for the first time finally and in between the last time i lost track of the story of the story of the story arc and the the time that i actually did or was able to fight uh 
peg leg or I, I'm, I'm getting his name wrong. I know I'm just calling him peg leg Pete because I can't remember what his actual name name is in the game. So by the time I was able to do that, I completely and went back to the grotto. I completely bypassed adult. So I'm now a Meg. Because I had <laughs> I had gone. I had been eating because you can only you can eat as much as you want to. But you can't grow until the next until the next phase until you complete certain story requirements and because i hadn't completed those story requirements i completely blew past adult and i'm a, i'm a mag now so it's, wow. <laughs> this game is although for a mag i'm not very big uh, i mean i i'm 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 big. I, I'm sure I, I there's a, there there's probably another level or two that I can go to, but I'm a level thirty Meg, and my shark. Even though I've continued to eat, I my level hasn't gone up any more than that. So I don't know if I've maxed out on my levels or what, but I'm still eating to collect uh nutrient nutrient currency. So that as I gain new abilities, I'll have uh, the nutrient assets to upgrade them. Like uh, I right now, my Meg is half bone shark, half bioelectric shark. So because it's got a bone skull, it can take additional damage. Uh, because it's half bioelectric, I can it can shoot these like elect electric sonic waves through the water. So I can I can stun enemies at a distance. I mean, this this game is just so silly. Uh, instead of dodging my because I have bone fins, I become this uh, spiraling uh, torpedo of death. So when uh, whether it's it's fish or uh, divers, you know, hunter divers that try to attack me, I just go into this tornado spin and just slice them in half it, it, it's <laughs> the game makes sounds intense no sense <laughs> but is it's very dope nonetheless if you guys are interested if anyone out there is interested in the game it is going to be i believe 12.99 at best buy for black friday so i say get it i, I say get it. i you know i've had i've had my issues with the game as far as you know story progression i've had my issues with the game with the, its lock of the way you lock on to your enemies but i mean once you for 12 or 12 13 bucks yeah it, it's a no-brainer i mean next gen upgrade you, too so. yeah yeah even if you don't like it i couldn't i couldn't i highly recommend it it is a game that for me grew on me because at the beginning i was actually considering just taking it back uh but i started i kept messing with it messing with it messing with it and the but gameplay like... is fun and yeah like a virus like a like a like a fungus <laughs> you know well, that's one way to say it <laughs> you know it just grew on me so but yeah that's what that's what i've been messing with so with, with that out of the way we're going to move on to our uh, main event. And uh, Des, you, you're, I, it, 
believe yeah. you're the one that brought this up. So I'm, up. I'm yeah. going to pass the mic to you, sir, and you can kick that kick this section off, man. All righty. So it'll be a quick little uh, main event. So we have a a question that we wanted that we wanted to ask everybody. So uh, the question is um, because I, I come up with this because I've been playing a lot of Genshin Impact, and I I've been playing you know a few different free games, Dauntless and a Warframe, and I wanted to know what are some you know free free to play games that are your favorites, you know, and why? Like like why why do you like playing them? Like what 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 makes the free to game Free to play game that you're gonna mention, like what makes it so good? You know, is, is it the grind? Is it the design? Um, is is it the player base? What what makes you want to, you know, spend time on that on that game? You know, let us know. Uh, Joe's gonna tweet this out, and then um, yeah, this is just let us know, um, and then we'll we'll talk about it on our next episode. So please, you know, take the time. And just really kind of think about that, you know, what, yeah. like, what, what, what's your favorite free-to-play game and why? Yeah, I forgot to tweet this out uh, after the end of one one and uh, this was uh, prosed on that last episode, but it's been like a few weeks since we recorded, so. Yeah, so we're just going to, yeah, we're just going to bring it back, you know, we, we, we want to hear what you have to say. All right, so. Folks, keep that in mind. Watch uh, watch our Twitter feed. And don't forget, you can also respond to uh, our questions on the Discord server as well. So our next topic on the docket is going to be the news. So Trader Joe, why don't you kick things off with uh, your article that you're going to discuss? Oh, I just want to talk about uh, a particular game that I've been waiting to play and I haven't played and it's been out for quite a bit of time. Uh, it's Dragon Quest XI. So Dragon Quest XI initially came out for uh, PC and PS4. And, uh, you know, obviously that version uh, didn't have all the bells and whistles. They eventually released in 2018 a Switch version of this game on there. And, of course, uh, you... We're not able to upgrade the regular version of Dragon Quest XI for the Switch version. So uh, Switch version had orchestrated music. It had um, option to switch to 2D graphics on there um, because of the fact that the, this was originally a, a 3DS and um, Switch game. It was 3DS and PS4 game in Japan on there. And so they brought out that um, particular option for the Switch version. So. And after one year of exclusivity, uh, as you all know, during E3 time, they announced Dragon Quest XI S Definitive Edition for PC, um, PS4, and also for the Xbox for the first time. So, And all this is leading up to uh, today they have uh, published a demo for the game. So you're able to, if you're interested in checking this out, um, it's going to be up to around 10 hours of content for you to try and play on there uh, for both PS4, PC, via uh, either Windows 10 and Steam, and also on the aforementioned Xbox One on there. So, and that's something for you guys all out there. If you want to give it a shot, you can on there. Uh, this game is also going to be available on Games Pass uh, day one on December the 4th on here. And, and why is, this is interesting for me is that I'm 
going to kind of be able to see, okay, do I want to roll with Xbox since it's free? Or do I want to maybe see how it performs on the PS4 to get a better idea? And or you know, fire it up on the PS5 for myself at least on there. So this, this is a game I've always meant to play. I've owned a co- I have own a copy for Switch, but uh, it looks like I am going to be with my noted resolution snobbery, uh, which Desmond could probably attest. I'm not um, saying anything. Yes, pl- play this either on the PS4 and or the Xbox One. And or I might even check out the Steam version, see how it performs. I know I was checking out some tweets tonight uh, saying that it does perform at a 60 frames per second uh, resolution uh, frame rate on the PS4 on there. So PS4 Pro on there. A reason why people are kind of being poo-poo about this version is that because they brought it over the Switch, they used a particular type of Unreal Engine. So, and and basically because of the fact that they were not able to offer an upgrade from the prior PS4 and PC version, you had to actually purchase this S version out of pocket, meaning that they are not giving an upgrade path. They actually went in and because of the fact that the Switch version is using a different uh, version of the Unreal Engine 4, um, there is a like a graphical downgrade by playing the PS4, Xbox, and PC version of this game versus playing the original uh, game that was initially released on PS4 and PC. So a lot of people were up at arms about that, saying it was a crappy way for them to kind of handle this. But it's just it would just take taking them so much time to port it over to the version uh, that the initial game was created using the Unreal Engine. So. And people have been posting screenshots and saying that the uh, supposed "quote unquote" downgrade is actually not that bad on there. So, so and so all of this. Uh, any of you two gonna check this out, uh, Des? I mean, I might. I mean, I'm. I, I might have to get it on the Switch, you know, because I like to play on the go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Switch version's already been out for a year and a day, so it's been out for a year as of next month. I know, I'm just messing with you. I know. <laughs> uh, no, I own it. I own it in two different ways. No, I'm fine. I don't know. You're good. Is there I'm, an issue I'm, with I'm the, like the music soundtrack I'm also? I'm good. Uh, on the initial version, yeah. Basically, uh, the composer, which is an older Japanese gentleman, did, doesn't want his orchestrated soundtracks to be available on the game. He want, actually wants you to go out and pay pay the cash dollar to get his orchestrated soundtrack. So dollar, dollar bill, y'all. And now on Steam, they had actually a patch to integrate the orchestrated soundtrack, but on this Dragon Quest XI Echoes of an Elusive Ace, Age S Definitive Edition, uh, you do get your orchestrated soundtracks. And you can switch back and forth between that and the regular MIDI soundtrack. So, okay. so I, I guess, you know, they got the old man to... Relent. This this guy has been the composer for Dragon Quest since Dragon Quest One, and he's reaching his like uh, upper seventies, early eighties. So and, trying uh, to get that payment. <laughs> somebody that. somebody broke up broke him off in his four hundred one k. That's that's what that's what <laughs> that's how he's always been though, man. He's like I, I want he wants this orchestrated version of his music to be only available. Uh, They're like hush, take this money and hush. <laughs> 
I'm just waiting for them to kick him to the curb because, you know, unfortunately. <laughs> Damn, Joe. <laughs> no, they, other Dragon Quest fans have talked about it. It's like he's kind of overstayed his welcome on on the series, you know, but, you know. Wow. Looking, looking for some fresh blood because his newer or um, com- compositions, as far as music that he's introduced in Dragon Quest Eleven specifically, people have mixed reactions to it. So, oh, Poor so. guy. I know, poor guy. And plus, he's a, uh, I hate to say, a right-wing racist. And some people oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. About, about that a little bit. And unfortunately, I don't know how the gentleman's name in the outline, uh, but I don't remember his exact That's name. Fine. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Now, also in the Dragon Quest theme is that uh, Yuji Horia, the um, you know father of Dragon Quest, the uh, creator of the series since day one, um, went and they had a Dragon Quest 10 fall festival 2020 on october 30th on there so and this is the the game that desmond's always been wanting to play dragon quest 10 on there but uh, you know next year dragon quest will be celebrating its 35th anniversary in 2021 on there and they are going to the main statement says i believe we will be making all sorts of announcements in regards to that and Can't wait uh, yep you know a whole lot of fun to look forward in Est- estolia which is the world in Dragon Quest X. So they are continuing to support Dragon Quest X to this day. I'm if you're not, you. not familiar with Dragon Quest X, people, this is the uh, online MMO Dragon Quest uh, game that never got released in the uh, Western territories on there. Only until, in- uh, until Uncle Phil backed that truck up. Well, we'll see. I don't know if Uncle <laughs> Phil will. I mean, just like he saved Fantasy Star Online too. That's what I'm telling you. Uh, Uncle Phil's yeah. gonna gonna back on up to Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo or, or Square Enix and be like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> I heard you here. I heard you need some money. Come on, hop in. Let's go." We'll see what you. happens. I mean, but I'm just saying, you know, will, that's will that's that, will that prompt happen. you to buy an Xbox if that happens. No, but are you done with are you done with your uh are you done with your uh with your segment? Because I think that's a really great lead into mine. Well, I was going to mention too that there is a couple of uh, games coming out for um for Dragon Quest for 2021. Of course, we talked Go about ahead. before on the show Dragon Quest: The Adventures of Die on there, which is an action RPG based on the manga and anime series, which I believe right now is available to watch on Crunchyroll on there. So I have not watched it yet, and then. There's rumors that they're working on a new Dragon Quest Monsters title as well on there, along with possibly announcing Dragon Quest Twelve uh, next year. So we'll see what's up on the Dragon Quest business. But uh, yes, sir, what do you want to talk about in your next story? Well, no, the the next segment that we're going to talk about is um, the news about you know Elder Scrolls Six actually being an exclusive to Xbox, and I'm like, I can't. Like I I, I, I I can't fathom that um, because of how how big Skyrim was. I mean, and that 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 thing was ported to everything, like everything, and they Mama had that. Seriously, I think I think Mama would go into the dialysis, and there it was like playing on the dialysis machine. Like you could sit there while you're having dialysis and play Skyrim. So, um, so I'm very surprised if um, if Elder Scrolls Six is going to be uh, an uh, exclusive to xbox though even phil spencer and uh todd todd howard basically said that uh it's a case-by-case basis so so i personally can't see it being exclusive to xbox there's just way too much money to be left on the table and it's not like um 
it's not like Xbox is not going to get those get that check from PlayStation, you know, because they're, they're an exclusive studio. So so when they buy those units, Xbox gonna get is gonna get it. So it just makes sense for Xbox to or for Microsoft to just let them let them you know release it on all the consoles and get all of that money. That's what I'm saying. You well, know, just just what let did, it come did, out. What did Todd Howard say? Because I know you're kind of riffing on this did he say something specific about this no no he basically well he all, all he basically said was it was hard to imagine you know that it would be only be an exclusive but again he, he just mirrored what phil spencer said about it's a case-by-case basis so at this point they're keeping their they're keeping their um their the, that info close to their chest and i believe that that's a very smart idea because folks still gotta buy xboxes and if there's and there's and and because um elder scrolls is such a popular franchise if it's gonna move units you know you're gonna not let folks know hey by the way this is coming for 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 ps4 this is coming for a switch or whatever you know don't worry about it you know because i honestly said you know to joe you know and to kevin like oh damn looks like i might be getting a uh an xbox now because i was like i i play i played skyrim like crazy so so I I uh, I played Oblivion like crazy. So part of me was like, okay, you know, am I gearing up to buy a uh, 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 an Xbox now for this game? I mean, I don't know. Like, and I and I, I think it's too early to hear anything about Starfield, and if that's going to be um, a completely exclusive uh, to the Xbox, I'm not really sure. I think that's probably something they could make exclusive. But I just think that I just think it's too it's too it's too much to to allow um, Elder Scrolls Six to be an, a PS4 exclusive. I just don't think that's that's going to happen. It would be baller if they did, though. Seriously, if they you, said, said, you said PS4. Sorry, PS5. You know what I mean. You know, PS5. It, but it's not going to be a PS. It's going to be an Xbox exclusive. You mean, right? Uh, well, Starfield. You know. Starfield. Yeah. Yeah. Well, start. They don't know. Again, they don't know. This is again. They're keeping everything to their chest right now, you know. And 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 what Todd Howard said was was it's hard to imagine that it's only going to be exclusive on the Xbox ecosystem. So I believe that it's going to be everywhere on the Xbox. It's, Xbox is going to be in the you know Xbox Live. It's going to be on Games Pass. It's going to be you know on all of those systems uh, or all those services, but I think it's going to be on the PS five. You know, I think it, I think it will be, um, but I, I'm not really, I don't know. Like, what is your thoughts about that? I mean, cause I honestly thought about like, damn, I think I might have to get a, a, a an Xbox now to play this game. And now, and, and if, and if Phil's making big moves like this, that's why that's, and, and from what Phil did for, um, for uh, Sega with Fantasy Star Online, like it would not surprise me if if um, if we got you know um, Dragon Quest Ten on on Xbox. Like seriously, like if they if they did both those power moves, I would probably end up buying an Xbox. Like I'm just putting it out there right now because you got to have the games. You know, as Kevin has said multiple times before. It's the games that sell these consoles, for me anyway, you know, and I believe that's for, for a lot of people. You know, you can have the best ray tracing or best this or best that, but if you ain't got no games, the, then it's just a brick sitting on my, it's like a $500 brick. So, um, so again, um, 
I'm not sure what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I don't think it's going to be. Um, my thing. Exclusive, but but you never know. What are you going to say, Joe? Um, my thing about this is that I want to see a commitment from Microsoft. It's not just Phil. It's everyone at Microsoft. You know, it's like I haven't really seen a, a commitment. You know, you got your grab bag of of token uh, games that oh we're going to pick this like PSO two out of the like ether basically and you know, decide to do this but you know i want to see more of a concerted effort uh, on xbox's part to support you know uh more nichier games you know uh more jrpgs but they don't but those don't sell games those don't sell systems like i get what you're saying and i think that's a that'd be a really good idea but they they don't those those don't sell games joe they just don't they don't sell games. Sorry, they don't sell systems. Sorry, that's okay. I'm just trying to clarify what you're saying, yeah, buddy. Like they don't, they don't sell. They don't. Those those niche games don't sell systems. You know. Well, what are your thoughts, Kev? Okay. Um, let's be honest, Bobby. <laughs> as, Bobby's, Bobby's as right. Bobby as Bobby is crashing my my podcast setup here. Um, let's be honest, Xbox doesn't have the install base to keep this exclusive. I mean, if we're, if we're, if, if you factor in, if, if you factor in PC, you could say, well, yeah, yeah, they do, but we have to look at what Microsoft's overall strategy is. The strategy is Game Pass. How many of their existing Xbox Live customers expanded their Game Pass Ultimate to what, 2023 for a dollar? A whole bunch of them did. So you have all of the all of the PC players who are who are playing these who are playing these types of games. You have under somewhere between 38 and 40 million Xbox console owners, you've got a Game Pass service that has yet to, to make a profit, and you just sunk $7.5 billion to buy Zenimax in order to get Bethesda and, and, and all of their associated studios. This game is going to be on PlayStation. They they can't afford to not have it out there. And it <clears throat> and and another thing, when did when did Phil start caring about exclusives anyway? <laughs> he, he hasn't been. Yeah. Uh, why why the talk why the talk now? I mean, you farm you 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 farm Ori over to the Switch. You think you you you, you farm. Uh, characters from banjo banjo kazooie when you have a very vocal fan base of the banjo series telling you that they want to see a sequel uh, of that game on the xbox you give nintendo the character to put into smash brothers nintendo says hey thanks peace you ain't getting nothing from us by the way uh, it, it you know when did when it just doesn't it just doesn't make any sense. So, again, unless unless this upcoming uh, unless their games are going to be Fallout seventy six ass games, 
where you're, you know, keep you plugged into seasons, keep you plugged in for content, just spoon feeding you along the way. If this is a, if these games are going to be traditional Skyrim, you know, if Starfield is going to be a traditional RPG, they're going to be on PlayStation. They've got a big financial hole to fill. And they simply don't have the the console install base for that. They've got the, now that they have incorporated PC fully into the ecosystem, you can say, well, yeah, well, now, well, now they've got it. You know, well, they got all these PC players, but PC players are just going to buy it off of Steam, which means that Microsoft is not going to get a full cut off of that. If they're Game Pass subscribers, you have to ask yourself how many of them have just can maxed out their uh, Game Pass subscriptions for a dollar when when the Ultimate was first announced and took advantage of that deal. It's it, it's going to be on PlayStation. It may not be day and date. I I would be I would inf- I would probably be I'd be very surprised if it was day and date. There's going to be a, an exclusive, a timed exclusivity uh, a, a parameter, but it's coming to PlayStation. They can't leave that that kind of money on the table. Agreed. Considering their current philosophy and the way they're 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 doing their console business now, it, it just yeah. is not feasible. But they're not going to come out right and say it. They're going to be nebulous and try to get yeah. more console yeah. off of it, at least in the meantime. So yeah, definitely. Because as yeah. much as they want to tell you, you don't have to buy the uh, series console. They want you to. I mean, R, that R and D ain't going to pay for itself. Not like they have much <laughs> other than a promise of future games to come to sell the system at the moment, unfortunately. So yeah, so and you know, Game Pass, you know. Well, see, Game Pass is the product. Yep, you got it. Ah. <laughs> but but in any case uh like like kevin was saying it's probably not you know this is probably not going to be the end of it until we actually see what they are going to be putting you know in front of us so but all right joe that's uh that's it for me so next up is uh kevin so uh, I think it was now four days ago now. Uh, AMD finally disclosed their uh, six uh, their six thousand series GPUs. Their their and their the Radeon six thousand series cards. And the long and the short of it is they stole Nvidia's lunch money. I mean, <laughs> big time. I'm not going to go into the the specifics. There's plenty of websites where you can where you can do that. Uh, like again, I don't know the difference between a coup de corps and a teraflop. I have no idea what any of that means. But the long and the short of it is that AMD is either matching the best from NVIDIA from their 3080 and their 3090, or they're beating them and they're undercutting them by anywhere from $50 on the, um, the what is it, this, I think the, the 6800 XT, and they're undercutting them by $500 on the 3090. 
and the performance is either like barely better on the NVIDIA option or they are beaten <laughs> or NVIDIA is beaten by by AMD's GPU. And all of this for, I think, the highest power wattage, I think the XT and the 6900, which is their their uh, 3900 equivalent, those cards only only draw 300 watts of power. And while the NVIDIA cards are these massive, you know, like uh, almost three slot cards, especially the 3090, uh, the in the AMDs are roughly two slot cards. Even even the 6900 is a two slot is a, is a two slot um, is a two slot uh, GPU. And I, I just think this is this is just this is just fantastic because I mean, and everyone said, well, there's no way AMD is going to be able to compete with NVIDIA on the performance. Now, they, now we're, it's not 110% a lock because we got to wait for third party testers, you know, folks like Gamer Nexus and all these other uh, folks that that thrive and put the put these components through their paces. Uh, to verify AMD's claims. But if AMD, if those claims come out to be true, and if AMD can have the uh, physical quantities available when these cards launch, like I think the the uh, 6800 series cards comes come out like sometime in November, I want to say like the 16th, and the 6900 comes out in early December. If they can, if they can match performance, and they can have quantity available for people to walk into the store and pick those up or order them offline, to the point where the uh, scalper, the bot scalpers, it, it's of no concern. They've got Nvidia by the short hairs, and. Uh, Thinking about you know a, a future gaming rig for myself, uh, if everything pans out the way AMD claims, mine is gonna mine is gonna be all AMD. It's gonna be AMD CPU and an AMD GPU. It's the perform if the performance is what AMD is claiming, and they're undercutting Nvidia by such a dramatic amount particularly uh in comparison to, from the 6900 to the 30 to the 30 to the uh, 3090 500 dollars that that's that's a home run so you know i i, I like to see <laughs> it's cool that 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 amd is basically giving the middle finger to in Intel and Nvidia all at the same time because their uh their new CPUs uh th those were announced some time ago and they have just been eating Intel's lunch and benchmark performance tests and again AMD is always the price to performance king uh but this time and I haven't done a full investigation on the CPU side yet, but from everything that I've that I'm seeing, what little I'm seeing, is that the performance gains on Intel's top chips are fairly substantial. And again, when you can get 
if they're, they're they're bringing those CPUs to the market uh, for less money. So I just thought that was really cool, <clears throat> really cool to see. Oh, so, very, very yeah. interesting, I should say. So yeah, you know, I think investing in one of these might be better than investing in the Xbox Series console. You know, just probably where yeah. you want to play. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends on what you want to what you want to play and where you want to play, how you want to play. Um, and I think, like, like the the fact that AMD has such a strong footprint in the console space now, too. Well, they all they already because I think they are they always have they have at least for the past what two generations. You know, if, yeah. if if we're including the upcoming one as a generation, so up the past two generations. I don't think they're going to have the driver issues that folks have said that has been kind of been AMD's Achilles heel in the past. They mentioned 35, uh, a, a, a group of 35 games that are going to have AMD specific mode or are going to be ready for the AMD specific modes uh, that the GPU is going to, is going to run at. So the fact that the consoles run AMD, the these PC these PCs the PC components they're all good they're both going to run the same stuff. It, it these game developers cannot have uh, their drivers be in conflict because they've got to run on the consoles. So if it runs on the console, it's going to run on the it, it's going to run on the the PC equivalent if you're using an AMD CPU and a GPU. So I think they're in a really good position now. And like they showed Godfall running, uh, man, <laughs> look good. Man, it looked good. I mean, and a lot and most of these games per per even on even on the 6800 XT, um. 100, 100 plus frames per second on a lot of those games or and this is 4k ultra ray tracing um a lot of these games are running at at like well over 100 frames per second and even on the on the games that amd was beaten on it's like the difference is negligible if you're if you're running if if nvidia is running uh division two say with all the bells and whistles on at uh 94 frames per second and amd's running at uh 88 or 87 frames per second whatever it was are you really going to see that difference you're not and is that difference really worth 500 dollars more <laughs> it's not I mean, at least to me. I mean, if you, if if y'all, you know, folks are just, I, I gotta have the best of the best of the best. Well, I guess maybe you can make an argument for that, but AMD has basically just, just, they're saying that we are, we are Nvidia's equivalent for less money, and for me, that's just a winning equation. So there you go. That'll end my PC talk <laughs> for the episode. So I'm going to pass the mic back to Joe. PC Corner with Kevin.
<laughs> I'm sure Isaiah six eight and uh, good old Gerald appreciate your uh, PC nuggets for sure. All right. Well, my next uh, story I want to bring up and kind of a little bit ir irritated by this uh, particular story is that uh, Sony seems like they are not going to be supporting the uh, PlayStation VR beyond um, backwards compatibility mode on the PlayStation 5. So uh, there is a couple of games coming out in the next uh, few months on here. Hitman 3 uh, offered, it was like part of a um, state of play where they announced that Hitman 3 will have the ability to be able to play levels from Hitman 1, 2, and also the new Hitman 3 in uh, PlayStation VR on here. So if you happen to buy the PS5 version of Hitman 3, you are going to have to download the PS4 version of Hitman 3 to be able to you utilize the VR portion of those levels. So, so they are not allowing for the PS5 version of said game to be able to be compatible with the PlayStation VR headset on there. So also No Man's Sky announced recently a uh, free next generation upgrade to play on the PS5 also on the Xbox series consoles. On here, you'll be able to play the enhanced versions of both of those games when not playing in VR. So if you still want to play in VR, you have to download and utilize the PlayStation 4 version of the game to be able to utilize your PSVR on there. So it's confusing as all heck. I wish that uh, Sony was a little bit more consistent on here. Uh, there was an interview in the Washington Post that uh, Sony's uh, boss, Jim Ryan, stated that uh, he reflected on the current PlayStation VR headset as, as a way Sony has gained experience in developing VR games and hardware, but also sounded like uh, we shouldn't expect a new PSVR model anytime soon. Here's the quote from him. I think we're more than a few minutes from the future of VR. PlayStation believes in VR. Sony believes in VR and will definitely believe at some point in the future, VR will represent a meaningful component of interactive entertainment. Will it be this year? No. Will it be next year? No, but it will come at some stage. We believe that. <laughs> and we're very pleased with all the experience that we gained with the PlayStation VR, and we look forward to seeing uh, where that takes us in the future on here. So. And you know, basically, instead of getting a PSVR model for PS5, you have to go ahead and order an adapter, which I've already done, uh, to get to utilize your PlayStation 4 camera on the PS5, so you could utilize the PlayStation VR via backwards compatibility on here. So I almost, you know, in a way, think that the Jim Ryan basically gave all its VR fans that have supported the system for you know years now uh, kind of two middle fingers basically by uh, making that statement in that interview on there you know if they want to build anticipation like say just in case they are looking at this maybe year three year four of the ps5 that's one thing uh but uh yeah it's just like whatever fire that was lit however you know dim it might have been you know, in the last few years for PlayStation VR, he th straight ass threw, threw some cold ass water on that fire, <laughs> to, you know, let smoke billow out from it. So it just it, it doesn't look good, in my opinion, for someone to uh, take something that was, you know, 
in a certain segment, like, you know, very much look forward to, you know, it seems like VR owners are going to move on to the Oculus or other um, systems on the PC. Uh, what do you guys think about all this business? I have no thoughts about it for the sheer fact that I do not VR. So, I know. so part of me is just like, like, I feel bad for all you VR folks, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> So yeah, it does it does suck, but you know, just kind of get it get it done, I guess. Do what yeah. you got to do. I mean, I know Shuhei Yoshida likes VR and has been a big component, but you know, you've seen people like Sean Layden kind of pushed out of the company. Now I'm just kind of curious as far as what their plans are. I mean, I guess the head honchos and the hardware designers back in Sony Japan have a say as far as what they're going to do with this, but obviously it didn't you know, burn the sales charts down with it's, you know, it's not the yeah. next generation of gaming or all or anything. I think it's a interesting kind of subsection of gaming. You know, it's like, I know you're not going to fire that up. I know, Kev, because of your uh, physical issues, you're, you're not going to be playing VR. So it's just, uh, just kind of curious that, you know, they were the front runners. I wish they would stay competitive in the space, but, you know, I guess they got to handle launching a new console first down there, which is totally expected, you know, so. What Jim Ryan said was, we didn't sell enough of these headsets to make it a priority. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, I mean, granted, they were the market leader, but the market leader, you know, compared to how many people on PC we're adopting VR. I I don't know. If from what I from what little I know about it, for what folks have said, and again I haven't done the research, you know, it it's co- comparatively small compared to the it is yeah number of people that actually game on PC, and that number is even smaller uh, compared to the number of people that game on PlayStation. So. I think the what he's telling folks is that we didn't sell enough of these headsets. We will have this thing in the back burner, you know, for a while, for a couple years. Um, if we think that we can maybe turn this thing will turn around, and and if they can introduce a headset that is cheaper, that is without wires, my guess is that it would have to be fully fully wireless uh, then you know they can they can have you know come without all the the motion sickness and all that stuff in which the 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 its predecessor even on the ps4 pro suffered from from you know from what i understand if they can come come in with something like that for ps5 then i think we'll see uh, a return to i don't think they're i don't think it's uh you know Katie bar the door you know dig the grave it, it, it's not, I don't think it's Vita land I don't think it's it I don't think it's in the Vita zone yet oh okay <laughs> but I think it's what they're saying is that we didn't sell enough headsets to make this a priority at this point I think there's still groups of a team working on PSVR two and I think they're going to take time and let technology mature to a point where it, they can introduce this new headset with as much cutting edge features as they can, but also making it the che- as cheap as they can, as inexpensive as they can, so they can have a better shot 
of uh, adopt adopt adopter saturation. That that's just the way that's just the way I feel about it. Uh, so I I don't think it's in Vita land yet. It's not in the Vita zone. Yeah, I guess in the way they're not going to release PS5 games that are compatible with it because of the fact that uh, they're not selling it for the PS5. It's a PS4 accessories. So I see right. it where what it is. I just was hoping that they would bridge the gap in the meantime and have the power performance besides backwards compatibility mode to be able to you know still utilize the PlayStation VR headset on the PS5. So. So I will definitely let you guys know once, you know, that's one of the things with the PS5 I was looking forward to is getting rid of that breakout box and the finally firing up the VR headset again. So I'll definitely let you know how it does play with the PS5 for sure. So Sounds good. All right, Des, what you got on the plate? Well, for me, um, so <clears throat> I like Pokemon. And I uh, there's a whole bunch of Pokemon clothes coming out. Uh, I don't know if you heard, a new one came out called uh, Nexomon Extinction. That's out right now. Uh, but another one that's really been taking a lot of folks by storm is uh, Temtem. And Temtem is coming out for the PS5 uh, December 8th. So I'm kind of excited because I've watched a few gameplay uh, of it, and it seems to be what folks wanted Um wanted Game Freak to do with Pokemon by by letting us all run together in a giant shared world world and uh fight, you know, uh our our, our Pokemons together. Well, Tim Tim beat him to it and it looks like uh you'll be able to play it on the PS5. It is out for Steam right now. Um but you can't play it on the consoles. And what's even better is that uh uh the 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 early access uh is coming to PS5 um and but you can pick up the game uh now if you purchase it now cheaper than when it fully releases which is amazing uh so it says uh Tim Tim is currently available for pre-order with a game standard edition uh priced at 37.49 and it's a Lux edition sitting around sitting at uh, 57.49 by picking up the pricier option players can snag an exclusive camo outfit Another extra cosmetics once the game is fully released. If you're thinking about holding out for the game's full release to pick that up, they may not be the best idea for your wallet. With uh, every island added in the game, its base price will rise, will rise eventually reaching $44.99 for the standard and then um, and the deluxe version being $64.99. So basically, it's an incentive to try to get you in at the bottom right now for this pre-order price and then as they add more stuff you, you're going to get that for free which is actually an interesting marketing uh thing when you think about it i think a lot of people are doing that at um for for other uh pc games like you know, they're they're releasing stuff uh in early access where you pay a certain amount then you get free updates with it and i think that's a really good way for people for, for these smaller indie developers to get uh, some capital in order to keep them uh, producing these games as they add more stuff to it. Um, and I think that's what's what's probably going to be the wave of the future. So very interesting uh, what what's how that is happening. And that was reported by Dual Shockers, by the way. So you can check read the full article there. But um, I'm thinking about picking it up. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be getting a PS5 right on launch uh i have other house related issue uh, uh 
financial obligations to get through, so that's just gonna have to wait for a minute. However, I will be picking it up uh, most likely, but I but I might just end up just picking this up, you know, spending the money now, and so I have something to play when the PS5 comes out. <laughs> so, um, what about you guys? Any any interest in this? I know Joe was thinking about it because we can finally battle each other and run around together instead of just like battling each other because I know we used to battle each other all the time playing Pokemon, but but what are your thoughts about this? Are you going to pick up, you know, the, the Super the Greatest one, or are you going to wait? I'm not going to pick up the Deluxe. If anything, I'd pick up just the Standard Edition for the uh, 3749 on there, and I only would probably pick it up just to kind of dabble with it before it's finally released with the 1.0 on here. I'd have to really see what their roadmap is, because really the discount in of itself is only... Um, like a, a difference between 37.49 and 44.99, which is not that big of a difference actually in the end. So I might, I might wait to see as far as how this game kind of firms up uh, before you know, like going into it and checking it out. But I do like the fact that uh, the Pokemon MMO that everyone's been wanting, but Nintendo's never delivered. So you know we'll have to see. Uh, how it kind of firms up then from there. I know people complain about the Steam version. It's a little bit too grindy on there, but, uh, you know, I'm not here to <laughs> comment on that either way. But, you know, if you do pick up a PS5 at some point, Des, and you want to play this and it's not in full release yet, I will definitely pick it up so we can dabble with it at least. So Yeah, and then maybe we can get uh, Kev to do it too. Yay! <laughs> and Kev can, can tam-tam it up with us. Uh... He's like, ah, I don't know about all that. You know, I, I, I will say this. You know, like I, I maybe this will get the the spark in uh, who develops the Pokemon games for Nintendo. Game Freak. Game Freak. Game Freak. Uh, if get a spark into them to give them what the fans have been asking for, particularly if this if this Tim Tim is successful across all these different plat, plat all these different platforms. Um, so there is that. So those hoping that that they get a true, you know, MMO Pokemon, you know, where you're playing with all your friends and battling your friends in real time. If they can get that, if this will push Nintendo to get to get that out for Pokemon fans, then I think that's good. As far as me playing it, I this might be one of those I'll play it at Charles' house. Hey, that's <laughs> a valid. That is valid. <laughs> that is straight up valid right there, yo. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So uh, the last story for me uh, is about uh, our favorite. Well, Joe and I's favorite. I don't know if it's favorite right now, but it's a. Uh, a uh, free-to-play game, and that's Genshin Impact. Looks like it's having its first update, which arrives in November. Yay! So the uh, 1.1 update, dubbed A New Star Approaches, comes out on the 11th of November, just around the corner, on PC, Android, iOS, and PlayStation 4, and adds new stories, characters, a seasonal event, and a reputation system to the breakout free-to-play open-world RPG. And this is reported by Eurogamer. So, uh, yeah, uh, also, which is really kind of nice, is um, MiHoYo, the game that brought it out, confirmed that Genshin Impact will be playable on PS5 via backwards compatibility with improved graphics and faster load times. And I'm all for faster load times. That's one thing about this game, is even though it's a large open world and, and the load times 
are, are there's not that many load times loading into the game can can take a minute uh but the uh, but yeah but the uh the uh 1.1 update adds a series of brand new quests including the grand finale to the uh Li Yu chapter of the main storyline four new playable characters are added including two five-star characters uh Childe and Zhang Zhang Jili so yeah Chile Chile being a uh hydro archer who can switch between melee and ranged combat modes and um uh Zhuang Zhangli 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 is a geo pole arm user who deals immense area of effect damage, uh, possesses strong defensive abilities, and has the power to petrify his enemies. I have to say, these character designs for these character these character designs are really, really good, and they all look very pleasing to the eye. I am down. Um, and then there's two other kind of cat-like uh, four-star characters, uh, Zenyan and uh, Diona. Diona. So. So yeah, I'm really excited for this. And the and the first seasonal event is called Unreconciled Stars. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, so please, if you like it, you know, check it out. Again, this game is free to play. It's really a lot of fun. It's very bright. It's very colorful. Um, the action, for me anyway, is enjoyable. It does get that... Uh, oh. Uh, was it Breath of the Wild kind of uh, vibe? But again, I, I I love that games are taking Breath of the Wild now and making it the new kind of like you know uh, Demon Souls like kind of genre. <laughs> so so we're we're seeing the birth of a new genre, you know, the stamina climbing gliding genre. So I don't know, but but I'm excited. You know, I'm gonna play it some more. Um, I had to put it down. Uh, uh, Genshin Impact, I had to put it down because I was playing it an awful lot. I wasn't getting packing done, but uh, I do plan to start it up again. Uh, Kevin, any any thoughts about going back to Genshin Impact, or are you just done? It's, it's a wrap on that. I think it's a wrap. It's I, I just okay. couldn't. I just could not get into that. To that. Well, the gameplay loop seems like it's fun, but I I need more variety in my melee. And I just didn't feel like I was getting that in Genshin Impact, and and I went as far as checking, because uh, like there's I'm sure there's more than several, but there's I checked out a couple of channels of people that have been playing Genshin Impact uh, on different platforms with high rank characters, and I just did not see any any variation in that melee, and that's what I need. In, in that type of game. No, totally understand. Uh, Joe, I know you're going to play it some more, right, buddy? Yeah, no, I haven't played it in a couple of weeks, but uh, I literally just think I was telling you I gained a couple of characters. It's like I was surprised because I was just did some random pulls and um, I'm That's off to is. roll to my first dungeon with a full party. So it's like, uh, it's something to where I'm not, not sure because I've been looking forward to this game to, for quite a bit of time. Why I haven't played it more, but uh, I'm definitely gonna since PS5 version hits too. It's something I'll definitely take a, another look at. Still on my hard drive, and I'm still ready to dabble with it if need be. So, cool. Let's do it. Yep. So, uh, and Kev, looks like you're up last, buddy. My last article is going to be about Devil May Cry 5 on the next generation console. So. 
uh, what is this, back on the 27th of, the, of October, uh, Capcom put out a tweet uh, updating folks on Devil May Cry 5 for the next generation. We're getting ray tracing. Uh, we're getting 4K 30, uh, 1080p 60, and a mode for 120 frames per second. But the ray tracing aspect, it looks like it's going to be missing on the Xbox Series S. And they put out a tweet and updated folks and let folks know that uh, the that the Series S version of Devil May Cry 5 uh, will not have that. And I believe this is the, the tweet here. While ray tracing will be available as a downloadable title update on Xbox Series X, Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition will not support ray tracing on the Xbox Series X. And it's been Capcom, it's been a couple other developers uh, whose games and whose names and whose games they're referring to have come forward and have expressed concerns over the Series S. Uh, specs saying that it's going to it may pose a problem I think we're going to we may be seeing more of this now folks will say well it's a $300 box what do you want and that makes a hundred and ten percent sense but the Xbox one X exists that's my problem with it if the Xbox One X didn't exist, then this problems, these issues with the Series S would be would be okay. But unfortunately, the Xbox One X exists, which is capable of 4K 30. Some games that can hit 4K 60, from what I from what I understand, it has more T flops than the Series S. It has a fast. It has a I want to. I want to say it has a, a a a more powerful GPU than the Series S. Well, yeah, it does. It, it does have a more powerful uh, GPU. It has uh, six T flops as opposed to the Series S's four. Again, what purpose does the Series S truly serve in light of the One X existing? It does not make any sense. The Series S should have at least matched the C the graphical and uh, CPU strength. I mean, I, I think it does have a better CPU than the One X, but it's just got a declocked CPU that's in the Series S X, from what I understand. But it can't hit the it can't it can't perform like the One X could. And I think if they would have just made... See, even Bobby agrees with me. I was just thinking the same um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby's like, no. <laughs> and I, I think that if they would have just at least made the Series S match the One X in graphical and graphics power, I don't think we'd be having this problem. And it, you know, and, and folks we're going to, are going to say, but it's only three hundred dollars, and it's getting folks into next gen for three hundred bucks. No, it's not, because it's at if it's performing like this with next gen games, it's not really a next gen console in my book. Now, I mean, let's let's not 
you know, pretend that ray tracing isn't a resource hog because it still is. Um, at least until these new, these, these, uh, you know, these new, even these, some of these new GPUs, uh, you and you're cranking things to ultra and turning on ray tracing, you know, even the NVIDIA's 30 series and I'm sure AMD's uh, uh, new Radeon cards, 6000 series Radeon cards, uh, ray tracing may still be a bit of an issue depending on the game, depending on how it's optimized and whatnot. You know, ray tracing is still kind of a resource hog from what I understand. But why... Why is this why is this a problem on your next gen console even though it's the quote unquote entry level why is it is it going to have a feature that is going to be available on its on its next gen counter on it not counterpart but I guess what would you call big brother you know <laughs> family in in the family it it, it just doesn't it 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 just doesn't make any sense. And to me, if the 1X did, like I said before, if the 1X didn't exist, I wouldn't have a problem with this. But unfortunately, the 1X does exist, which is more next-gen than the Series S. I don't get it. <laughs> what do y'all think? Because <laughs> I don't get it. Uh, I don't get it either. And it's just like, you know, Phil Spencer in an article a couple of weeks ago mentioned the fact that he recognizes that it's not as simply as okay it's treated like a pc version you have your minimum spec and you have your recommended spec and you have your high spec these companies have to go in and make sure ensure that this game runs on both the series x and s and you know for your quote-unquote smart delivery games you have to make sure they work on the xbox one as well so it's like <laughs> No wonder the ray tracing. Original Xbox One, mind you. You got it, yeah. No, no wonder ray tracing is not available at launch because it takes too much damn work to put it in. It's available at launch on the PS5 on here. It's not available for Series X at launch. It's going to be patched in later, like um, Halo Infinite was supposed to be patched later, too. Uh, it seems like um, the system uh, APIs that are available for developers are not as advanced on the xbox consoles versus the playstation 5 at the moment and it just seems like everything's coming in hot on here it doesn't seem like microsoft has a, a full firm plan on everything coming in i mean you got your system launch lineup with a bunch of third-party games i could buy on the playstation 5 as well it's not making my uh, upcoming series x uh, pre-order look all that attractive in my opinion so we'll talk but about it's got more. the best resolution maybe maybe not <laughs> sir Don't... i'm gonna fly i'm gonna drive over to san francisco a oh, concord and come slaps <laughs> the resolution off of you sir so... I'm just, I'm just saying. I just Don't wanna, step on my toes, son. Don't I, I step wanna, on my toes. I just want to make sure that we're getting, that you're getting the best, you know, resolution for for your money, buddy. Because I care. Thank <laughs> you. I really appreciate the Don't interaction. Hate, appreciate. <laughs> hate, appreciate. Yeah, that? I'm, I'm just, I'm really trying to figure out what the purpose of the series S is. 
I mean, I really, I'm, I'm really trying to figure that out, and I can't. Now, granted, I'm not running a trillion-dollar company, so okay, fine. But what purpose does the Series S serve in light of, in light of information like this? Now, you can say, granted, this is coming from a third-party, you know, third-party, third-party company, you know, there. But again, third-party has to account. For all these different variations. And obviously, if it was as simple as just scaling up and scaling down, these games, at least on the in the Xbox family, would be all the same across the board when you're talking about next gen. Granted, you're not you you would not you're not going to get ray tracing on the on the on the on the Xbox One S. Maybe you probably couldn't get, maybe you couldn't get ray tracing on the Xbox One X. I don't know. They kept talking about how powerful it was. Maybe you could. I don't know. But the Xbox Series S should have all that stuff on it. Even you know, even at three hundred bucks, if it's if it if it's really next gen, then let's just have it next gen. Get this stuff on there. I I don't get it. Uh, you know, well, Microsoft does a, Microsoft does a lot of stuff that I don't understand. So. <laughs> I hear you that man, you know. So, oh wow, yeah. good deal, good deal, Sugar Hill. So that is going to bring our new section uh, to an end. Contact you can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com that's where you want to send an email if you'd like to respond to anything that we've heard on the on our podcast and if you'd actually like to be a part of the show and have us interview you to get your perspectives on gaming out to our listeners you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com uh, ind- independently, we are on social media. I am at Shonuff71 on Twitter. That's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. On PlayStation Network, I am Shonuff7, same spelling with the number 7. I am on Xbox Live. I am Shonuff071, same spelling with 071. On Steam, I am Shonuff71, same spelling as the Twitter handle. So Trader Joe, where can folks get a hold of you at? Uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter at Joe Fungul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. On PSN and Steam, I am under the user handle Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A, Xbox. And also on Uplay, I am Kamunagara. Same spelling, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A-6995. And on Nintendo Switch, you could add me as a friend. And my friend code is 4712-5953-1409. Where could they find you, Mr. Dez? Oh, yeah, you can definitely find me on... Um, you can find me on PSN at uh, Nemo Tigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Nemo Six, uh, T H E N E M O S I X. Um, and if I ever turn on my Xbox again, you can find me at uh, at Xbox Live at Nemo Tigger as well, N E M O T G G R. All right, Bobby, do you want to give people your your social media? Hmm? 
Do you have you have a social media you want people to get a hold of you at? No, he's too cool for social media. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Probably the smartest one in the bunch. I ain't, I ain't on that mess. <laughs> yep. So, folks, with that, that is going to bring episode 102 to a close. For Trader Joe, the Food Max of Gaming, and for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, I'm Shonof71 signing off, saying we will be back next time with a new show. Peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>